Hi everyone, I'm Heaven. I'm Tracy. And welcome to another round with Heaven and Tracy. Whoop, 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 whoop. Today we, are... we have shots. Shot, 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 shots. Everybody. <laughs> and on today's shot, we are talking to the one, the only, the man, the myth, the legend, Morris Day. Yo. I can't even like, I just can't. Weird. What do you even? <laughs> Clearing the way for some legend. Right. So we could think of no one better to help us with this interview, but the one and only Nicole Perkins, who loves Prince more than anybody else I know, except maybe, like, I think the second biggest Prince fan I know is Anil Dash, friend of the Just show. Just happens we've all had them on, yeah. the, on the show, you know. We, we only have the coolest. Prince fans love us. <laughs> and thankfully, she has agreed to lend her expertise to help us hook up this interview, and I'm so excited. Yes. Hey everybody, this is Tracy, and I am here with our resident Prince expert, Nicole Perkins. And this is a crazy sentence to say with my mouth, uh, <laughs> but we are going to be talking with the one and only actor, musician, snazzy dresser, Morris Day. Um, he played Prince's arch nemesis in the iconic movie, Purple Rain, and he is helping us to remember Prince here today in light of the one-year anniversary of his passing. Before we do anything else, thank you, thank you, thank you so much for talking to us. Also, for everybody listening, his new song is called Over That Rainbow. You can get it on Spotify, and you can follow him on Twitter at the Morris Day. Mr. Morris Day, hello. Thank you for joining us. Hey, hey. Well, no problem. Thank you. Yeah, I can't believe I'm talking to Morris Day. Neither can I. You sound just like you do in the movies. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. So it has been a little over a year since Prince passed. And everybody in my life that I know, especially Nicole, has been hit really, really hard by the anniversary coming around again. Um, it's almost, I think, as if we were reminded that this thing was like a reality and not just a dream. Right. Um, how have you been holding up? What has this past year been like for you? Well, um, at first, you know, when, when he passed, uh, that was that was the roughest part. And um, we did so much together musically. Mm -hmm. There's times when I feel like, you know, I would like to share or at least know that he's heard what I'm doing. And, you know, um, of course, we were at Paisley Park mm -hmm. for the one year anniversary, which got to be tough at times because it's a museum now. And, you know, when I was there, that was just like my brother's spot. It's a home. Yeah. Yeah. So now to see people walking through there and looking at the walls and going through the rooms and all kind of seminars and stuff, it just felt really strange. Mm. That sounds tough. Yeah, but the, the main thing for me now is, you know, I know that uh, he's in a better place. And I also know that if he could speak down, he'd be like, you know, enjoy your life. You know what I mean? And, yeah. and be happy. You know, don't, you know, walk around with your head down. You know, I'm good. Mm -hmm. He left his legacy and uh, he moved on. Mm -hmm. <laughs> How did you personally commemorate his passing? Like aside from uh, the events at Paisley Park, how did you commemorate it? Well, I think that was kind of it for me, you know, mm -hmm. just being there. Um, a matter of fact, I got in a uh, in a car and went past all of our old neighborhoods and where Aww. we used to play and where we used to hang out. And uh, I did that thing. So I think that was probably, you know, my way of commemorating, you know. Mm -hmm. What were some of the uh, places that you rode through? Like where were, where were some of y'all's, your spots, your haunts that you rode past? Oh, well, you know, north side Minneapolis, uh, where, where I first started rehearsing with Grand Central, you know, Andre Simone's house. We rehearsed in his basement, my old house, well, my mom's house. And um, 
some of the places we used to play, the Riverview, the Nakarima is no longer there, but um, I actually lived around the corner from Prince before I even know him. We lived like four or five houses away before we even met each other. So you just mentioned Andre Simone. Yeah. And um, probably the second biggest fan of yours in Prince that I know is a friend of ours named Anil Dash. And he asked about Bernadette Anderson, who was Andre Simone's mother, yes. who took Prince in as a teen and was a community leader in Minneapolis. And his exact question, I'm just going to read it as it is because it's so good, is, quote, I honestly feel like without this one black woman being a mother to the community, there would be no Minneapolis sound. What's your thought about that? Um, you know, I never I never even give that any thought. But now that you mention it, yes, yeah, she was very gracious. Um, she put up with us. <laughs> you know, she took Prince in and we we made a lot of noise and we ate up the food. And yes, she was very instrumental in, in everything that we did. Mm-hmm. I got to be tight with Andre when we were going to school, North High, and um, I learned about Grand Central. Mm-hmm. And that was a band, uh, Andre and Prince. And, um, you know, everybody was in. I, I went to hear them play and they played like adults. They were like 14, 15 year olds. And eventually Andre found out I played drums. I finished playing and he's sitting there looking at me, eyes all stretched. He's like, man, I know you could play like that. Mm. And, yeah, man. So, you know, he said, you were having trouble with our drummer. You need to um, come audition. But anyway, I got to know uh, Bernadette, you know, by just hanging around. And um, she just embraced us and, you know, made sure we had something to eat when we were over there and she was mm. just a just a great person. Aww. Yeah. And and what was she like? She was uh very jovial, like um she never came home and you know, your your friend's mama's come home, you'd be like, Oh, I better go. <laughs> <laughs> mama said a, I can't have company. <laughs> she had a tough day at the office and I I feel like I don't need to be here right now. But no, she never came home like that. I mean we were there. We were there like it was a community center. So <laughs> mm. That's really sweet. Mm-hmm. So we want to talk about you. We want to talk about the Morris Day. How did you develop your pompous Playboy stage persona? It was an evolution, um, of course. Uh, I started out playing the drums for Grand Central. And then, you know, Prince and I started hanging out. You know, we sort of fell off because he went to pursue his career. He got his record deal and I moved away from Minneapolis and I was gone for about a year. Mm. I moved back, ended up him telling me, cause I wanted to play drums in his band. He's like, I got a drummer, Bobby Z. I was like, but he can't play as good as I can. So. <laughs> Gotta let him know sometimes. Yeah, yeah, but you know, he's like, nah, I'm good. He said, but I'm, I'm gonna help you put your thing together. And he's like, you know, why don't you sing? I was like, ah, I don't want to sing, you know, because I want to be behind the drums. And I said, plus I don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. And he said, just be cool. He said, put your hand in your pocket and be cool. <laughs> Easy <laughs> enough, huh? Yeah. So, you know, <laughs> we started there. <laughs> well, it seems like your persona on stage is kind of the prince that Prince did not allow himself to be a little Ooh, bit. So it seems like yeah. a blend of yourself and of Prince. So how much is you and how much is Prince? Well, Prince alter <laughs> ego, I think, is how he wrote for us. And that was the alter ego sense. But as far as uh, my stage persona, we always grabbed from things that I did. Uh, the first thing he told me, be cool, we started there. But everything that evolved from there, I learned as we went along. And, you know, the swagger that started to develop, we were like, the way I laughed, we were like, we got to put that on the record. Mm. So it evolved, but definitely started out 
as an alter ego type of project um, for him. Mm. And so you mentioned that laugh. Um, is that your laugh? Did you come up with that? I, I didn't come up with it. It was it was just how I laughed <laughs> when when I really laughed. Oh my gosh, that's fascinating. I used to do that laugh all the time in college. Yes. Me too. <laughs> well, that was a scaled down version because I laughed more out of control than that. But we we, we condensed it for for the records. <laughs> can you can you give us a, a quick sample of that laugh, please? I wish I could. I, I, <laughs> Are we not funny enough? Is that what you're saying? Oh, no, you're funny enough, but, you know. <laughs> I, I love that that's your actual laugh. It makes oh. me wish that I'd brought some jokes or something with me today. I don't know. Oh. <laughs> next well, time, though, next time. That, hey, hey, that's how I used to laugh, and I still laugh like that on stage. But, mm-hmm. you know, I'm a little more controlled these days. I was out of control. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with calming down a little bit. That's okay. <laughs> I want to talk about one of my favorite time songs, and yeah. it's called "If the Kid Can't Make You Come." Whoop. Am I old enough for this conversation? I don't Should know. I step out? It's a little, well, it's a little bit of a, a grown-up conversation. You you left out the other part of the title. What? What's the other part? Nobody can. Oh, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> so I am too young for this conversation. <laughs> I'm only but, 35, y'all. <laughs> I want to know, because I remember listening to this song when I was a little girl and just being like, oh my God, what is happening? Wait, how old were you when you first heard the song? I was maybe seven, <gasps> something like that. Did I you think. know what it was about? I did yeah. not know what it was about, <laughs> but I could you know, connect the dots. Uh-huh. You could tell bit. it was you could tell it was nasty. Yes, I could tell it was nasty. And I wanna know, have you ever really had someone recite the Pledge of Allegiance during grown up time? Ooh. Um no as a matter of fact, that that was um uh, that was uh <clears throat> <laughs> <laughs> are you blushing through the phone? It sounds like it. <laughs> yeah. No, that <laughs> <laughs> I love this. We, oh my gosh, this is the that highlight was all of my scripted. life. It was all scripted. Mm-hmm. That's your story. Uh-huh. You sticking to it, huh? Nothing. It. Nothing influenced that. Nothing. You know, inspired it. Nothing all, like that. All there's lots of uh, inspiration, oh. but. <laughs> we just turned into giggling teenagers. Yeah. I'm so sorry. <laughs> um. Can I just ask, how do you feel about the term cat daddy? Mm. Also, yeah. I wonder if that's a regional term. Is that something that you grew up hearing? I've heard it. Um, I don't, <laughs> you know, I, you know, that one, you know, I've never been called. Uh, <clears throat> not, you know, to my face, but. Uh, <laughs> okay. I, I don't have a problem with the term if that's what you're asking me. Well, you know, the. The Morris Day persona on stage is kind of a cat daddy, you know, mm-hmm. just so cool and so put together and, yeah. you know, you dress well and, and comfortable and familiar. Right. And you look like you smell good. So, oh. you know, it's kind of like a little cat daddy <laughs> thing going on. Okay. But, you know, we're Southern. We're Southern. Well, so yeah. maybe that's what it is. Sound like a side of, uh, tongue. Si- uh, now I'm tongue twisted. Sound like a song <laughs> title to me. Hey. Um. So yes. when can we do this collaboration? <laughs> I would yeah. love it. You can play there the drums. Go. I'll pretend to sing. Mm-hmm. It'll be great. So um, earlier you were talking about um, you being a drummer. When's the last time you were behind a, a set of drums? I'm sitting looking at my drums right now. Are I, you I, really? Yeah, I keep drums in my office. Um, you know, I still play. It's just, still one of the things I love to do. Just for fun? 
Yeah, yeah. I love that. Yeah, I'm yeah. so fascinated by musical people because mm-hmm. I am not one of those people. So I, I, I really don't know how, like, when do you play an instrument? Is it only when you're making a song? Is it when you're sad, when you're happy? Like, when do you when do you reach for the drums? Well, you know, sometimes, you know, I put myself on a regimen like, okay, I want to play every day. And then sometimes you just feel like playing, you know, it's in your head and you want to, you know, do it. So it, it just depends. How old were you when you first gravitated towards the drum? What was it about the drums that appealed to you? You know, that's a good question. I'm not sure. I just started to love the drums, you know, and back in the day, I was uh, a big fan of James Brown in the early days, and he always had two drummers, and and his drummers, still some of the funkiest stuff I've ever heard. And Mm -hmm. um, back then, I just wanted to play, so I would take um, my mom's, you know, they they used to have them wooden spoons, you know, (laughs) and and not the spoon end, but the other end had a little, like, drum tip on it. So I would take Uh those, I'd break up her spoons, uh, beat up on her couch, on the edge of the couch, till it started to wear down. And so she finally said, okay, I'm going to get you some drums. <laughs> so you can leave my spoons alone. Yes, she got me a, <laughs> a, a cheap pair of, of Sears drums, and, you know, um, it was on from there. Mm. Um, so a while ago, you were on a TV show called New Attitude, where you played um, a character who was a hairstylist. Mm. I remember New Attitude. Yeah. 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 I And I kind of want to see you back on TV. Is that possible? Can we get you back on TV? What that's, we got to do? <laughs> that's that's always a possibility. You got to tell them to call me. Mm. <laughs> well, what would you like to play? What kind of show would you like to be on? You know, I, I, I'm not sure. I, I think I would kind of like to do something half drama with the comedic edge. You know, mm-hmm. I always... I always wanted to, like, play a cop or something. You know, I don't know. Ooh, how about a buddy cop comedy yeah, with yeah, you that, and Jerome? I'm here for it. Well, actually, <laughs> actually, we did that, but it never saw the light of day. It was called Hotel. What? Yeah, it was called Hotel Dicks, believe it or not. Oh, my God. <gasps> wait, wait. Yeah. What happened yeah. to it? How can we um, see this? It just had um, behind-the-scenes issues with the producers and stuff like that. It was at 20th Century Fox. They were going through a lot of um, changes with their executives and stuff like that. And we lost a few of our um, people who were batting for us and really rooting for that show. Mm-hmm. And then they brought, they brought in a new head and that lady wasn't filling the show and she canceled it. So it, How we, dare she? Send us yeah. her name. We'll deal with that one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Lucy Silhaney. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Lucy. We're going to yes. yeah. uh, What was your character like on the, on the show? Oh, you know, it was like classic Morris and Jerome. Oh my uh, god! Except we were hotel detectives, you know. So uh, we weren't we weren't bona fide cops, but anything that went down <laughs> in the hotel, you know, we was, you know, in <laughs> I love it. Um, we recently had a young lady named Lizzo on the show. Lizzo um, collabed with Prince when she was on the show. She said the most beautiful, glowing things about Minneapolis. And I was like, wow, I maybe need to go visit. Do you still feel a connection to Minneapolis? Of course. Mm. Of course. Always. Do you feel there are any artists today that come close to that Minneapolis sound um, without it being, you know, just imitation? Well... (laughs) You know, I, I don't know. Um, I think uh, Bruno Mars has done a good job of kind of keeping the old school funk alive. Mm-hmm. We love Bruno but, Mars. Yeah. But I can't say that that's Minneapolis, if you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. So um, I don't know. 
he would be my vote for, you know, closest to uh, keeping it alive. Mm -hmm. So um, not long after Prince passed, everybody was like, "Okay, who's going to do the tribute on all the award shows? Nicole, what was your favorite Prince tribute? Um, I actually can't remember the exact show, but Mm -hmm. maybe it was BET. But Bilal, yes, um, he did a great Prince tribute. Mm -hmm. I think he did the beautiful ones. Yeah. Um, Yeah. That was great. Some award show tributes were successful and some mm-hmm. weren't. Some were just really bad. Yeah. Why do you think so many missed the mark? Well, you know, I think if you want to do a tribute, first of all, you need to go to somebody who really knows about what was going on and what that whole music scene was about. Mm. Um, that's why Sheila did a good job. And I think um, mm-hmm. Bruno was smart to bring us in. And, you know, and then you had like the Billboard Awards who just said, OK, we're going to do our own thing. We're going to bring in Madonna. And and there, I'm going to tell you a funny story about that. They had nerve enough to offer to fly me in coach. Coach? <laughs> Wait, no. Hey, to come and sit in the audience and watch. I was like, are y'all kidding me right wow. now? Wow. So, so when you turned them down, was it like a no thank you or was it a, y'all out your minds? <laughs> it, it was like Morris is busy. I got things to do. <laughs> He's washing his hair that day. <laughs> I love it. So speaking of prints and tributes, it always makes us think of how people are remembered and how their legacies are preserved. Do you ever wonder or worry about what's going to happen to your legacy? And do you have any ideas as to how you want that to be honored and preserved? Uh, We talking about me dying now? Well, okay. So here's the thing. (laughs) Yes, but I tried to be real sweet about it. I guess I didn't do a great job. <laughs> That's not a good thing to talk about. It's it's not. But but I hear you. But but I but I hear you. So what I would like is um, a, a musical celebration. Um, I would like to see somebody um, you know cover you know some of our songs. But you know I I I just my thing is, and I don't want to sound uh, callous at all. But I'm not good with funerals and 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 stuff like that. Yeah, man, me either. So I don't attend them you know Mm -hmm. the only one i know i'm gonna have to go to is mine Mm. and so uh you know i i just want everybody to be upbeat i ain't gonna be mad if you don't come to my funeral (laughs) (laughs) you know and and i hope you party and remember the good things and just be happy about it you know as few tears as possible and as much you know joy as possible you know Uh and just to clarify a little bit i wasn't talking specifically like about your funeral but just like when you know like your music like how do you want it to live on like and i think too it's also you know as the old folks say you have to give people their flowers while they're here right so you know if there's a way that you want to be honored while you can witness that honor yeah we would love to do that for you (laughs) (laughs) good save nicole good thank you i was trying that's why i hang out with her (laughs) yeah yeah let's let's just do my tribute right now while i'm still alive While we're um, talking about legacy, what's the best way that we can honor Prince and his legacy? Well, I think honoring Prince is, you know, just what people are going to automatically do. I don't think that any true Prince fan is ever going to let go of his music or the memories. And then there's so much documentation now. I mean, you can go online, you can see him perform. And you know what? What I realized about my friend and brother is uh, he's greater than 
I ever gave him credit for being when he was here. And I hate that about myself, you know, because I looked at him performing when he was here and I'm just looking at Prince. But, you know, now when I look at what he did and what he left behind, you know, I'm viewing him in a much greater sense than I did when I was able to call him and tell him, you know. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So it's 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 like that. And I think any true Prince fan will probably feel that way about him. And, you know, his music will live forever. Mm. Absolutely. So we are super, super excited to see what is next for Morris Day. We understand that you have a project called The Original Seven. Can you tell us about that? The Original Seven is a project we did a good, it's going on 10 years ago. This happened when we were trying to do a time reunion album and uh, Prince stepped in and said, no, you can't use the name. And Mm -hmm. so we used The Original Seven. And um, at first I was a little pissed about that, but as the, project went on and I saw how it went down. I said, you know, he, he was on to something and I'm glad he saved me from myself. So, you know, uh, we didn't use the name, but right now we got over that rainbow mm-hmm. and uh, th- that's the project that we're on. I did a whole record with Snoop and oh, wow. uh, he executive produced um, over that rainbow. If you look, it's, it's done on doggy style records. Hmm. So um, we've got a whole album in the can and we'll be following up over that rainbow with some real heat. And, um, you know, it's 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 just fun time for me right now. You in so, New York you know, anytime soon? We'll definitely be in New York. We're always in New York. Okay, well, maybe we'll run into you in New York one of these days. Sound like a plan. We cannot thank Morris Day enough for giving us part of his time and his energy and just sitting and chit-chatting with us. Your challenge, should you accept it, is to check out his new song called Over That Rainbow on Spotify. That rainbow, not this rainbow. Not that rainbow over there. Over that rainbow. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Follow him on Twitter at The Morris Day. The Morris Day. The one and only Morris Day. Shout out to the Pod Squad. Pod Squad. Ooh, 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 ooh. Beautiful. <laughs> oh, Lucy, a little Lucy Goosey. What is happening? <laughs> I don't know. This episode was produced by Nina Patak and Julia Ferlin with editorial oversight from Eleanor Kagan and Meg Kramer. And production support from the newest member of the Pod Squad, Agarenish Ashagre. Shout out to our in-house musicians, Miss Jean Gray. You can follow her on Twitter at Jean Greasy and Don Will of the Almighty Tiny Morgan. You can follow him at Don Will. You can follow Heaven at Heaven Rants on Happy Twitter. Happy ranting. Oh, she do. Um, you can follow me at Brokey McPoverty because you know what? Send me a dollar. Uh, <laughs> email us, tweet us, Facebook us. Another round on all the things. Rate us on iTunes. Tell a friend. Tell a friend. Be nice to your friends and share the beautiful things that you love with them. Why are you not sharing this goodness with everyone around you? Listen, this don't be selfish. Don't, don't do be that. greedy. Don't do that. We taught you better than that. Be greedy <laughs> with your snacks, not with your podcast. <laughs> all right, all right. <laughs> Subscribe to our newsletter. You can do that at BuzzFeed.com slash another round slash newsletter. The newsletter is popping. Popping. Buy you some merch. Get you a t-shirt that says something about another round on it. Maybe get you a tote bag that might say something about another round on it. Maybe you should do that at shop.buzzfeed.com. I don't know. It's your life. But you should do it. Um, Drink some water. Take your meds. Call your person. Make your bed. Bye, y'all. Bye. Can you you do a Morris Day laugh? Oh, no. Um, (laughs) I don't know which laugh it is. Uh, It's the real high one. I'll see if I can do it. Um... (coughs) That wasn't good.
Wait, no, that's not it. No, that's it. 